Good morning and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Sylvia F. and I am a recovered compulsive overeater from San Francisco Bay. Today is Wednesday, January 3rd, 2018, and this is the 10 a.m. Eastern meeting. Today we are reading from the big book and we are on page 11. We're on the fifth paragraph. This starts with that floored me and we're gonna read through two paragraphs ending with his roots grasped the new soil. Today's readers are Amanda R on the 12 steps, Eleanor F on the 12 traditions, and the readers of the text are Penny LC, Mo H, and Carrie S. The newcomer greeter at the end of the hour when the recording is over is uh, Melanie C. So please make sure you stick around for when the recording is over for newcomer greeter and announcements. The share ID for Tuesday, January 2nd, 10 a.m. meeting is 10865-10865. And the share ID code for this morning's meeting, Wednesday, January 3rd at 7 a.m. is 10868-10868. The OA preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who through shared experience, strength, and hope are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We're self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At A Vision for You Big Book Study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Amanda R., to read the 12 steps of Overeaters Anonymous. Hi, it's Amanda Arm, a recovered compulsive overeater from Maine. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, were entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people, people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Beth. Thank you, Amanda R. I will now ask Eleanor F. 
to read the 12 traditions. This is Eleanor F., a recovering compulsive overeater. These are the 12 traditions of OA. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. For our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is the desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems with money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, Every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contribution. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. Twelve, Anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Eleanor F. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speaker should be muted. Today, we resume our study of the big book on page 11. We're on the fifth paragraph, which starts that floored me. And we're gonna read through two paragraphs, ending with his roots grasped a new soil. And I am going to ask Penny L.C. to begin our reading. Penny. Thank you very much, Sylvia. Good morning. And good morning to everyone on the line. This is Penny L.C., a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater from the state of Washington. Okay. The book. From the big book. That floored me. 
it began to look as though religious people were right after all. Here was something at work in the human heart which had done the impossible. My ideas about miracles were drastically revised right then. Never mind the musty past. Here sat a miracle directly across the kitchen table. He shouted great tidings. I saw that my friend was much more than inwardly reorganized. He was on a different footing. His roots grasped new soil. And when I read these paragraphs, what comes to mind is Bill is now being able to see how God has changed his friend and he is willing to be open. And he is and he is to a point where he is turning. He is turning his thinking and being and being available to a new way of thinking and and um operating. You know, from the heart, from on a heart level. Uh, you know, Bill is a very intellectual person, so so am I. You know, I can get lost in my intellect. But what I've come to understand in this program, that the real growth, the real healing happens at the heart level. When I connect to that power greater than myself, that's when change can very much, then that's when change occurs. Um, and for him to be able to see the miracle. Um, now, I've always uh, done phone meetings um, with the, with my program. And um, so I didn't phys- physically see miracles, but I know that I've heard miracles on the phone and many a miracle. And um, I've heard people changed from the time that they would come to discover this solution and work the solution and how much um, their voices, their demeanor, everything about someone changes. And I know it's happened for me. I am not the person that I used to be. And there are, so there are miracles that are created from this program and Ebby was one of them and Bill is witnessing that. Much more inward than inwardly organized, reorganized. Different footing, you know, operating from a new source, a new power source. And um, I love what the analogy that my sponsor gave me once when we were reading through this paragraph. And it was the analogy, his roots are grasped in new soil. So, you know, it's like I've been planted um, in, a, in a pot that was too small for me and, and never watered. So I I was just unhealthy, barely, barely in existence. And what I needed was a new pot, a larger pot, new soil and water. And then I was able to grow in the sunlight of the spirit. And that's what Bill's about to discover. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Penny Elsie. So we're on page 11, the fifth paragraph and um, which starts with that floored me and I'll now take a list of people who want to uh, comment. Gina R. Okay, so out of that mess, I just got Gina R. Who else was that? Jackie B. Jackie B. Reggio. I got Reggio. Roz G. Roz G. 
Stephanie N. Uh, is that Stephanie N? Uh-huh. Yes. Okay. Kathleen Martha O. I got Kathleen O. Martha S. Martha S. Okay, that sounds pretty good. So I have Gina R, Jackie B, Reggie O, Roz G, Stephanie N, Kathleen O, and Martha S. So let's start with Gina R, followed by Jackie B. Good morning, Sylvia. Thank you so much for your continued service. And hello, everybody on the line. This is Gina R, gratefully recovered from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body in Green Valley, Arizona. This is reminding me of a period in my life where I was um, definitely seeking a spiritual path, but I was still in the food. And what I know now is none of that was lost. None of that was for naught. Um, and what had happened was I had committed to doing a, a spiritual exercise, and my focus was on my heart, and I was focusing on the darkness in my heart. And I had to commit to sit still and meditate and read and pray and do stuff like that for an hour every day. And I needed something to help me market. And the idea that came to me, and I do believe this is from God, was to um, get a glass vessel because I wanted my heart to be pure. I got a glass vase and then I got dark marbles. And I filled that glass vase with those dark marbles. And every day that I sat and did the exercises, I would take one of those dark marbles out of the glass vase and I would put it in a canvas bag that one of my sisters, sisters had given me a few years prior where she had written on it, Gina's stuff. And I did that diligently for, gosh, probably about three months. And I might say that I had over 300 marbles in there because this was like a 10-month program. And then one day, I realized that I wasn't focusing on the dark marble. I wasn't focused on my the pain I was in. And somehow I was focused on the, the space in between the marbles. And that was where the miracle happened for me and how it relates to what's going on with me now in this program. And I should say, I had that experience, but it, it kind of stopped there. I was still in charge of the darkness of my heart. I didn't know really what to do with it. And I didn't understand that the food was blocking me. That's the difference for me today. By submitting myself to these steps, I was able to get to that new soil in my heart and totally turn it over to the God of my understanding and many beautiful things have been able to grow and also many painful things have been able to grow because it's not just about everything that's good. It's about being able to receive all that is life and just walk it in, on life's terms. Very, very grateful for that experience and my ability to see it now with very new eyes. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Gina R. And um, the next is Jackie B, followed by Reggie O. And if you're not Jackie B, please be muted. I, I could hear someone clearing their throat. So Jackie B. Hi, this is Jackie B from the Bronx. Can I be heard? Yes. 
Okay, thank you, Sylvia, for your service and everyone else. Um, for me, uh, he was of, on a different footing. His roots grasped in new soil. Um, for me, the new soil is the willingness to change, the willingness to no longer rely just on a sponsor, just on the program, but on the steps to understand that I need to work this. I need to run and, I guess, polarize, magnetize to the program. Um, this past, almost coming on 17 months now of, of abstinence, um, from my ingredients that trigger my compulsive behaviors that actions with the food that uh, used to drive me mad. Um, what's so amazing today is no matter what, I seek to be recovered today, each and every day. I do an 11th and 10th step. I work with sponsee. I listen to meetings. I reach out. But I know when I don't do these things, I feel a lull. So when I feel a lull or if I feel uncomfortable, I feel a little agitated or distressed, I know what didn't I do today? What could I have done better? Um, always striving for change in Jackie, not in the husband, not in the 15-year-old, not in coworkers, not in the man on the street, but in Jackie. I am learning each day with my higher powers help how to grow, how to flourish by not being so self-centered. Now, my self-centered could be just low self-esteem and say, oh, poor me, poor me, poor me. And then you pour me another drink or another donut. Today, I don't do that. Today, I take my recovery shower each and every day. And with that comes a brighter, happier Jackie. Even when I feel a little, Ugh. It's okay to fit eh. even with the snow coming on. It's okay because you know what? It doesn't affect my abstinence. What affects my abstinence is not doing recovery, not being selfless instead of selfish, being uh, of service, not being a victim. So today, I, wherever you are in your program, just keep going with the big book. Keep going with the steps. It's all in here. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Jackie B. Reggie O. followed by Roz G. Hey, good morning, Sylvia. Thank you so much for your service and everybody on the line this morning. This is Reggie O. in the Los Angeles area. Uh, very gratefully recovered today. And uh, wow, this just, yeah, that's just, you know, it's really beautiful to just imagine <clears throat> uh, Bill sitting there with Ebby, and Ebby had talked to him for hours and had told him, you know, that, that, the first thing that he had gotten religion. And then I think he set about describing what that religion was all about to Bill. Um, you know, he had a message of depth and weight and he was in some respects taking Bill through what then were the six steps of, um, you know, the six steps uh, coming out of the Oxford group and the six steps that, that, um, the alcoholics or recovered alcoholics at that time used when they took other people through. And it was, you know, the, the new soil, um, the new soil was the, uh, was dependence upon something greater 
than uh, themselves, you know, dependence upon a higher power. It was that, you know, not reduction, well, maybe reduction of, you know, the intellect. Bill had a huge one. He had a great intellect. He was a brilliant man. You know, he he had done many amazing things, but uh, nothing in his intellect could, could, um, could take care of his amazing devastation that alcohol had co- uh, considered in his life. So he dropped down. He, he got to be opened. He listened. You know, he sat there. He saw the evidence. He saw the man. He saw this man shining, you know, the look in his eyes. He, he experienced that he was something different had happened, and he realized that he was seeing a miracle. And, um, and yeah, you know, I think that's, that's – I don't know if I have much more to say about that except, you know, I – in some ways, I experience the miracle every day. Um, and, you know, what Ebby was doing was after having, you know, done his work, the the inventory work and the, the, the restitution work and the admitting his, you know, everything about himself to another human being, he was... He was taking the message out. He was taking the gift out. He was taking the miracle out, in a sense, the 12th step work, uh, you know, it, uh, today and sharing it, you know. And so I am very grateful for the miracle that, you know, as someone else said earlier, that I have, that I heard on this phone uh, over and over again on the uh, Vision for You call when I first got to Vision for You after many years in and then many years in and out of OA. Um, but hearing that miracle in the voices, you know, I didn't see the eyes, but I heard the voices and uh, got the spirit and energy and was <clears throat> had, the, had the good fortune of being brought here and having someone take me through the steps. And, um, and you know, and that was the year plus, ago year and a half ago almost now and that miracle grows you know every day uh there's always something to see that miracle ends uh so it's amazing it really is new soil it really is you know a different footing and i actually am so grateful that i no longer live fully in my head <laughs> but that my heart uh, i can i can and have a deep desire to let my heart god lead the way with that i'll pass thank you reggio raj g followed by stephanie m Good morning. Thank you for your service. This is Roz G, and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Los Angeles. I used to watch a lot of TV um, when I was a young mom with three small children. Didn't have much of a life but eating and television and diet books. And um, a lot of the TV I watched was, you know, religious people. And there was this one man who would hit the foreheads of people and they would drop and you're, you're healed, you're healed. It's a miracle. It's a miracle. And so my version of a miracle was, you know, or what I understood to be a miracle was, you know, somebody touching my head and I'd fall and faint and everything that was ailing me would be gone. Now, I'm not doubting God's power. I'm sure he could do that. After all, Bill had a white light experience, but thanks to the the spiritual experience in the back of the book that says that, you know, some of us, it comes quickly and some of us comes slowly. And my miracle has come slowly. Last year at this time, it was the parade, the Rose Parade, and I live close enough so that I can go to that or 
But every year my sister and I go to view the floats, not at the parade. We go the next day. They, they park the floats. But last year I was working on my steps. And I had no idea that my sister, who was the biggest resentment of my entire life, I was jealous of her. I wanted her long hair. I wanted her skinny body. I wanted her, her ability to plan and to do things right when I was always going awry. And I dug all of that out with my fourth step and fifth step this over the year. And my sponsor said to me, she is who she is and you are who you are. And so yesterday I was at the floats with my sister, not being jealous of her, totally embracing her and totally embracing me. Now that is a miracle, an unexplained phenomenon, because all I did was do what the book says to do and realize that God has given me a brain. God has given me a personality, and it's not my sister's. And I'll just end with this by saying that I, you know, gardening has become um, uh, a hobby of mine. It's growing. It's, I'm becoming more interested in gardening. And um, last year I went to the dollar store and I bought some really cheap seeds. And I didn't realize in, within those seeds was mold. And it it just ate up my garden. I introduced a new soil into my season. It was cheap. It wasn't real pure soil. And it devoured my squash and my chamomile plants. It just ate it all up. And I'm going to hear the, the timer. So I'd just like to say that when I introduce cheap um, soil that isn't pure like the big book is, it devours me. And I have a new, and I, I've learned to use the soil of the big book and those steps which is pure. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Rosji. Stephanie N. followed by Kathleen O. Hi, this is Stephanie N. Recovered in Kansas. Um, the thing that jumped out to me was inwardly reorganized. And I am no longer struggling with unmanageability. I um, used to struggle with the unmanageability. And that was the biggest problem. I would always, I moved, I think, like, when I had, uh, when I was in college, I moved six times in two years, just trying to change my circumstances. Um, the only reason I didn't do that as after college was because my husband <laughs> wouldn't let me. I mean, I was just always looking for a way out, changing a job, changing a diet, changing an exercise program, um, changing my hair, changing, you know, whatever. I just had to be changing something. Everything felt unmanageable. I was so restless and just looking on the external um, things around me, everything around me needed to change. And everywhere I went, it, the problem was still there. I didn't understand the problem was inside. And so when he says inwardly reorganized, I can really relate to that. That has been the biggest change in my life. The things that used to baffle me, leaving me reeling and feeling out of control the things that left me feeling like I just couldn't get any traction, that feeling is gone. And that's a miracle. I mean, it's a miracle in my life. Um, I know that I've done action, though, and I have a, a working relationship with a higher power, and I pray and meditate two or three times a day to keep that working relationship with my higher power. And so I am not left, you know, wondering 
how to change my circumstances. My everything around me feels fine, but the thing that is is most peaceful is interior. I'm not struggling with the unmanageability, the restlessness, irritability, and discontentment that I was constantly troubled by. That's not a problem in my life anymore, and it's because I work the program every single day. I'm so grateful for OA. I'm so grateful to have a working relationship with my higher power. I'm grateful to my sponsor because she taught me how to do this. She, you know, she didn't mess around. She didn't dilute the program. She told me what I had to do and, you know, told me that the promises could be mine, but I had to do some work. And it's because I did the work and I listened to her and I didn't try to find an easier, softer way. I didn't try to do health measures. I went all the way through and I keep doing it every day, every day, every day, you know, every single day I get up. I get on my knees. In the afternoon, I get on my knees. In the evening, I get on my knees. I'm asking God, you know, direct my thinking, direct my thinking. I can't do this. And if I want to have that peaceful interior life, I have to keep working the program. With that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Stephanie and Kathleen O, followed by Martha S. Good morning, Sylvia. Thank you for your service this morning. This is Kathleen O, gratefully recovered in Northern California. And, oh, this sentence I think is so powerful. Here was something at work in the human heart which had done the impossible. And it doesn't say something in the human head, but something in the human heart. And it reminds me of that that sentence on We Agnostics, page 55. Actually, we were fooling ourselves for deep down in every man, woman, and child is the fundamental idea of God. And... um, you know, number one, it can't be you. Number two, it has to be a power greater than you. And my own thinking got me nowhere. And this power at work in my heart and not in my head, this power greater than me gives me the freedom from the torment of thought, which which really is the cause of taking that first bite. And so I had to have a rearranging of my thoughts, which I receive through working the steps. And, you know, the steps will rid us from the obsession to eat addictively and give us freedom from eating compulsively and freedom from crazy thinking. And Bill, uh, Ebby's carrying a message of depth and weight to Bill. And this, um, you know, and for me, that message is really acceptance, acceptance of, you know, the fact that I'm powerless and I do need a, a power greater than me. And And what's interesting is, after this conversation with Bill and Ebby, Bill wasn't done drinking. He ends up in the hospital once more shortly after, and that's when he finally stops. But this message was was with him, which I think is maybe why the, it was the last time, the third and last time he was in the hospital. And Ebby, unfortunately, drank again. So there's a lot of there's a lot of ingredients that you know that are needed to make this happen, and we can't just do one part of it. We we can't just have the power. We can't just carry the message. It's got to be everything. And the inwardly reorganized, you know, like Bill, I had a spiritual malady and I needed a spiritual solution. And the mental and physical factors of compulsive overeaters, of compulsive overeating, were put into remission after that spiritual malady. And, and, but until I had that spiritual awakening, I was still in danger of eating. And I remember my sponsor saying to me, you know, Kathleen, because I would, you know, I mean, at the beginning, when you're going, when, when I was going through the steps and getting abstinent, um, it's 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 challenging, and um, 
and I had a lot of questions, and my, my sponsor would frequently say to me, Kathleen, don't quit 15 minutes before the miracle happens. And there are so many miracles in this program um, that are, I mean, I could spend all day telling you about them. They're just amazing. They happen every day. And, and it's because I'm working this program, and I know I need to work it every single day. I can't, I can't just, you know, do it today and not do it tomorrow because I've rested on my laurels before, and um, probably like what happened to Ebby, it's like it's easy to pick up. And thank you for the timer I passed. <laughs> thank you, Kathleen O. Martha S. Good morning. This is Martha S. Can I be heard? Yes. Thank you. Thank you, Sylvia, for... Your service, this is Martha S., Grateful Recovered Compulsive Eater in upstate New York. So these paragraphs remind me of when I came into OA four years ago this month um, to, um, I'm fortunate to have uh, face-to-face big book OA meetings where there was quite a bit of recovery. And I saw in um, someone I knew in the meeting, uh, I had known her uh, a little bit before from a different program, um, so I didn't really know her, but like like Bill and Evie, I saw in him, or saw in her something that had definitely changed. Um, so, uh, you know, not only was there a lot of weight loss, but there was something in her eyes and her face Something had changed uh, about her, and I found it very attractive. Um, I knew that I was powerless over, at that time, I I admitted I was powerless over certain food, but, um, you know, I wasn't sure what this this OA or big book approach is all about. Um, But what I could see was the change in her, and then I went on to ask her to be my sponsor and to go through the big book and work the steps. so I just wanted to point point that out that that she was definitely on a different footing, and I I wanted what she had. And if there are newcomers on the line, um, if you don't have strong face-to-face meetings in your area, I think we can hear on the vision for you. I think we can hear in people's voices when they have recovery, um, and if if some someone is attracted to you. Um, there are lots of opportunities to find sponsors on a vision for you. But going back to that first paragraph really briefly, here was something at work in a human heart that had done the impossible. This sentence reminded me of the speaker meeting past Sunday, uh, Compliance versus Surrender, where the speaker talked about moving a recovery from her head to her heart I found that really moving because um, when I'm living in 10, 11, and 12 every day, um, I need to ask my higher power to help me feel recovery in my heart and in compassion for others and to be helpful to others and not have it just be um, ideas in my head, but have, have, have the program work in my heart every day through 10, 11, and 12. With that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you, Martha S. So we're on page 11, fifth paragraph, which starts with that floored me. We're reading through two paragraphs. Who would like to comment? Marcy D. Sherry Marcy D. And Sherry K. B. Sherry Paula D. Terry H. Paula D. Hi, Paula. And uh, anybody else? 
Marcy D, Sherry, uh, and Terry H, and Paula D. No? Okay, we'll go with that. So Marcy D, followed by Sherry KB. Hi, um, this is Marcy D from Northern California. And I, the very first sentence, that floored me. I mean, I I can imagine that it wasn't necessarily easy to floor Bill. And there he was. And it just reminded me of a recent experience I had. Um, I've been in OA for a long time, then I left, then I came back, but I've really been struggling. And then when I, I went to visit my daughter in, in um, South Carolina, and I went to an OA meeting and no one was there. And then I went to an AA meeting and no one was there. It's a very small town. And I said, what am I going to do? And I called someone and she reminded me that there was something called a vision meeting. So I said, oh, okay, I'll call. And I called and I understand the sentence, you know, that floored me. And it made such a difference in my life. I needed that, like a drowning person needs a, uh, a, a some kind of lifesaver. And it was amazing. Everything opened up for me. I am just so grateful. I'm grateful to Bill. I'm grateful even though I've read the big book numerous times. I feel like I've never read it before compared to what's going on now and to the the assignments my sponsor gives me. So it's not quite the same as Bill had with Abby, but it feels like that. It feels like something opened up for me that is so precious. And I'm grateful to all of you. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Marcy B. Sherry KB, followed by Terry H. Good morning, Sylvia. Good morning, everybody. Sherry KB in Northern California. Very grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. And thank you so much for your service, Sylvia, and everybody on the line. And welcome, newcomers. And these paragraphs are just really so beautiful. It's just seeing, you know, Bill's change of heart here um, and seeing what um, what had happened to Abby. And um, it's it's just you know here before that he was he was feeling very stuck with the boss universal of of his disease and now he's having you know he's having a a step two experience to me um he's watching how his best friend had changed dramatically and that he had the hope that he could too and i think that's what happened for me and here it's talking about inwardly being um reorganized and that reminds me of the spiritual experience that we read on page 567 about how they've tapped into an unexpected inner resource and that we do get rearranged. Um, and that's what happens when we work the steps. We get in, we put the food down, and we start working the steps, and we get unblocked. And um, and we get unblocked from our higher power, and we get we tap into an un, unexpected inner resource that, that carries us and changes us inwardly and outwardly. And, um, and that's because... You know that you know putting my roots in new soil, which is my higher power, um, and uh, being able to grow and 
and be nurtured by my higher power in these steps. And I just want to say, too, that so many people say, everybody's life sounds so perfect on this line, and, you know, you all sound so good, but what about your problems? I never hear about your problems, and I want to tell you, yeah, I still have problems. My computer actually crashed yesterday, but I was amazed how I reacted to it. That's what's different about me today is my reaction to life. I'm not reacting to it. I'm acting on it. And with my higher power's help, keeps me calm and grounded, and then I can find a solution. So we all have problems on this line. The difference is, is that we know what to do with them. We have a skill set. We've been inwardly rearranged by living in 10, 11, and 12. And when we're restless, irritable, discontent, or feared out in insecurity, uh, we know what to do with it now. We, we use steps 10, 11, and 12. And with that, I pass. And, of course, our higher power. Thank you. Thank you, Sherry KB. Terry H. followed by Paula D. Hi, everyone. My name is Terry H., a recovered compulsive overeater in North Carolina. Very grateful today. I like this never mind the musty past. Um, you know, so much in my past was musty and yucky and crazy and out of control and unmanageable. And, you know, Never mind it. Today, you know, I am on a new footing. I am on a new path. And my my inward parts are being rearranged each and every day as I continue to speak uh, conscious contact with my higher power. I am so grateful for this program and, and recovery and working the 12 steps with my sponsor uh, to be able to bring me where I am today. You know, I, I am not perfect. By no means. I have problems every day, you know, that, but I have a program just like the fellow before me shared. I have a program today that I can work. And, and today life is not as unmanageable as it was when I was in my disease. You know, um, my higher power gives me the strength and the courage to wake up each day and get to work and take those actions and get to work. My sponsor shared with me uh, this part about he was on a different footing. His roots grasped a new soil. Um, my sponsor shared with me um, a visual regarding this. You know, when I was working the steps with my sponsor and clearing those blocks between my higher power and I, um, I was like a plant in a, in a potted plant in a, in a pot, growing and learning and absorbing and um, doing the work each and every day. And my roots were growing as well, inwardly and outwardly. And then, you know, as I had that spiritual experience and continued to grow and had that connection with my higher power working through those steps, I came out of the pot and went into some new soil. And, you know, for roots to grasp on to that new soil, you know, you have to water it, you have to feed it, you have to nurture it, and you have to take action. And, you know, eventually my roots are, you know, grasped on to that new soil and that new connection with my higher power. And I look at things differently today. My sponsor shared with me recently that God brings, you know, new things. You know, God helps me to see things in a new light. And, you know, my willingness to be open to that change and to do things differently and to be open to that, um, it just brings new freedoms and new peace and new things into my life today. You know, I'm, I'm really grateful for Ebby and, and Bill and, and that, that process that they went through. Um, 
you know, and Bill being open to this. You know, I was powerless and I was hopeless, but I wasn't helpless. And I'm just very grateful for those people who are out there on the line that share share their experience, strength, and hope with me every day. And with that, I pass. Thanks. Thank you, Terry H. And Paula D. Star one, Paula. Well, hello, everyone. And uh, this is Paula D. Currently and happily in um, let me see, Florida, looked out the window to make sure. And I wish everybody, he says he shouted great tidings, and I wish everyone a happy new year at this point. As we come to these pages, oh, my goodness, my ideas about miracles were drastically revised right then. You know what fell apart for me is all my judgments, and I know, I know, I didn't know. I didn't know. I thought I did. Oh, let me think, and there it is. There's the thinking. You know, we see in 567, many people refer to this, an awakening. There is a spiritual experience, and but then they zero in on an awakening. Why? Because we awaken different ways. If I'm in bed with my two-and-a-half-year-old great-grandson, imagine. i got to tell you, we don't wake up the same way. That boy just bounces. Not his great-nana. Awaken I do, though. Awaken I do. And then I see the miracles. And then I see the miracles. And then he says he shouted great tidings. We both know it wasn't a shout. It was more than a shout. Hey, I talked the talk. For how long? But it was more than that. He saw something. He heard something. And maybe nothing was said. But then it goes on. I saw that my friend was much more. I mean, would you think that was enough? Inwardly reorganized? I say that's enough. No. More than that. You see, I've done it over and over. I've reorganized. I've changed my food plan. I've changed the way so I thought. I thought. Something more had to take place. More than that? More than that? Yeah, that's the beginning. He was on a different footing. Why he was doing it. Why he was doing it. I got to tell you, I did it for reasons that were really, to be honest with you, rooted in what? Selfishness. Selfishness. And then it says, wait. His roots grasped a new soil. He was inwardly changed his heart, his heart, it was always his brain thinking always got him in trouble. You know, there's a beautiful poem, ill man, ill man, the stuff to drink, the fellows whom it hurts to think. It doesn't hurt to think anymore because there's no judgment associated with it. We've grasped a new soil, and there it is. And I just want to end with, because I know my time is coming up, he said he shouted great tidings. On 16, which we will come to that page, We have it with us right now. Every day, my friend's simple talk in our kitchen, that's where he is, multiplies itself. Here we are, in a widening circle of peace on earth and goodwill to men. Not one bit of judgment. Thank you, God. And with that, I do pass. Thank you, Paula D. And I have time for one more share. 
anyone? Otherwise, I'll fill in. Meg F. Meg F. You've got it. Hi, this is Meg F. in Northern California, Recovered Compulsive Reader. Happy New Year to everyone. Just so grateful to early morning 4 a.m. musings. I listen in on the New York time and then this time, just such a lovely gift that we have. And I want to say that um, I am grateful and I am also struggling. And I just know I need that footing. And I know I've taken one, two, and three. And I have to re-understand them. I, you know, I hear some people on the line who sound like they have it in uh, cement in their heart. Their their soil is is real, and I certainly feel it often. But when I hit a bump, I feel like, wow, that's a bump, and I need. Um, and now I have the questions. At least I'm saying, okay, so I got my paper. I wrote to God. I'm thinking about God. I'm asking about God. I'm asking others about God. I'm in the mode of saying, hey, um, need a little help here. Could you partner with me on this? Um, people I trust say, what's there to be afraid of? You know, if you're afraid you're in the future or the past. I mean, there's like, if you're just here, if you're just present. And of course, I just loved uh, the comment just made about whose idea was it? You know, what was selfish? What was the motivation? What was selfish? What was for me? And to turn it over and have it not be about me has to be about not fear. Can't be afraid. So anyway, it's a sort of a long-winded way of saying I'm working and I'm continuing and I'm interested and I'm ecstatically grateful to be around all of you. And uh, with that, I'll pass. And thank you very much for letting me share. Thank you, Meg F. And um, we have one minute left and I'm going to put the timer on and I'm going to uh, share. This is Sylvia F. And probably even not one minute. But um, I too have been able to experience the miracle and the miracle of inwardly reorganized and on a different footing. And how that feels like for me, how that's expressed is finally being able to not define myself by what I think others think of me or, or, um, or what I think that they think of me and um, what God directs me. And it's way different to not be in that position. And that is that freedom, you know, the freedom. And it's gotten to my heart. But with that, I know it is our time is done. Uh, thank you to everyone who shared. And thank you to Team Wednesday. We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. And will Mo H. please read A Vision for You? Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Uh, yes, I will. This is Mo H., Recovered Compulsive Eater from Northern California. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. 
Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.